Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. Uh, Let me start off first by saying happy belated Mother's Day to all the moms listening to this podcast. You guys deserve a trophy for all the hats that you have been wearing and the roles that you have been playing during this quarantine. I have so many friends that are moms and I mean, you guys have always worn a lot of hats, but now with coronavirus and us being in the house and schools being shut down, you guys aren't always aren't only the cook, um, the cleaning lady, but now you're playing teacher and best friend because they're not at school seeing their friends and, and so many things. So happy belated Mother's Day to you. So before we transition into today's topic, um, navigating my mommy issues, I do want to give a few disclaimers. Number one, I know that talking about mommy issues isn't easy. I know that for those of you listening that might have had or still currently have strained relations with your mom, this topic can be triggering for you. I know that um, a lot of people don't talk about women with mommy issues, and I know how isolating it can feel when it seems like you're the only one going through really hard times with your mom. I know Mother's Day can be hard for us, so I just wanted to let you know that you're not alone. You are seen and you're loved. Uh, My second disclaimer is I am in no way, shape, or form an expert in this space. I know there are a lot of reasons why a parent relationship can be broken down, whether that be due to trauma, abuse, mental illness of one party, um, or a boatload of other reasons maybe a big disagreement, uh, family differences, et cetera, the list goes on. Um, I will not pretend like I'm well-versed in all these areas or that I'm a thought leader in this space. Um, I also won't pretend that I have a rinse and repeat formula for having a healthy relationship with your mom. My hope in today's podcast episode is to share my story of navigating through mommy issues with my own mom. And if I share some helpful nuggets along the way, awesome. But I understand that everyone's story may be different. And I just really want those that haven't had a space to be seen when it comes to having a tattered relationship with their mom to feel seen and like you aren't the only one going through what you're going through. So I hope that I'll be able to accomplish that today. I will say that if you are currently struggling with having a healthy relationship with your mother in particular, I would encourage you to research um, and just search the internet for resources to help. Um, Honestly, if you just type in mommy issues in Google, you'll find a bunch of resources to help you along the way on this journey. So, all right, let's get into today's episode. How is your heart, sis? Okay, so to be honest, my heart has been very anxious and nervous leading up to talking about this topic, navigating mommy issues. I feel like there's so much that can be said about mommy issues, and this is really a topic that a lot of people don't talk about. People talk a lot about daddy issues, 
but you never really hear about working through a tattered relationship with your mom. And because we live in a very matriarchal society where there is such a huge emphasis on the maternal relationship, it can be very isolating when you feel like you don't have that relationship. It can feel like no one understands and it can be pretty painful, especially when Mother's Day comes around. So this is for this episode is for anyone with a strained relationship with their mom. I just want you to know that you're not the only one and that just to feel seen in this and not like someone can't understand. So that's how my heart is. Um, I do really hope that this episode is helpful. Um, but now it's time for you to check in. How is your heart, sis? I know the realization, especially around Mother's Day, there may be women who are grieving the fact that they haven't become moms yet. Maybe there are those of you that are trying um, to get pregnant, trying to have a child. And I'm sure this day maybe brings up some of those emotions. And then there are those of us who have historically had um, strained relationships with our moms. And so wherever you are, there can be a lot of emotion surrounded around this day. Um, and I don't want us to rush through them. So now it's your turn. How's your heart, sis? So there are so many ways that I wanted to talk about mommy issues. I wanted to tell you guys my story. wanted to give you advice. I wanted to have a therapist on. Like I wanted to do a bunch of things, but Corona had other plans. <laughs> but I figured I would just start with sharing my story and um, then maybe give you guys a little bit of advice having gone through navigating mommy issues. It's time for a story, y'all. So this past Mother's Day was the first Mother's Day in almost a decade that I was really on speaking terms with my mom. And that's pretty, um, for me, just pretty, what's the word I want to use? Um, pretty sobering to say out loud. Um, I have not talked about my relationship with my mom or lack thereof for many years. Um, and I think only if you really, really know me or if you paid close enough attention to my social media, would you have known that maybe that relationship was strained? But in general, I've been pretty private about, um, this topic for many reasons, but yeah, this was the first mother's day that me and my mom were on speaking terms in almost a decade. So what happened? Like, wh why did that relationship break down? Well, when I was in high school, my parents divorced. And unfortunately, the split was not amicable at all whatsoever. Um, the divorce was very painful for our, all parties involved, and it really left a huge divide in my family. And with that divide left a lot of brokenness. I think when your parents divorce, when you're old enough to remember it, I think I was maybe 15, 16, you're, it's pretty challenging because you're old enough to have an opinion on it. You're old enough to judge who you think is wrong or right in the situation, even if you don't want to, even if you don't mean to. And so ultimately, my parents' divorce led to my relationships forever changing with my parents. With my dad, it drew us much closer. And unfortunately, with my mom, it drew us pretty far apart. 
And over the years, I feel like because society tells you you have to have a relationship with your mom, especially as a girl, that's just like an unspoken rule. You know, you never go against your mom. And I feel like when older women would find out that I didn't have a relationship with my mom or that maybe we hadn't talked in a few years, I feel like they almost like judge me. Like, you know, what is wrong with you that you and your mother aren't talking? So because of that, I feel like, you know, my mother and I would kind of try to have a relationship and we would like try to keep communication open. But honestly, there was so much hurt and pain there on both sides that when we did talk, it just was not productive. Like, it's like, I'm trying to think of a good example, but imagine like being upset or someone having hurt your feelings and, you know, again, hurt being on both sides and you're trying to like have normal conversation, but it's like, no, but there's like this mountain of hurt here. It made it really challenging. And for me, so my parents, I think everything that started that initiated the divorce happened in like freshman, sophomore year. And I think the divorce was ultimately final sometime around my junior year of college, I think. I'm sorry, my junior year of high school. And for me, it was easy because it happened so much later in my life and so close to me going to college. There was really no time for that like healing and reconciliation after like an earth shattering divorce. So, okay, divorce was finalized junior year. Then of course there's all this hurt and pain senior year. And then the following year I went off to college. And for me, in hindsight, I realized that college was an easy escape for it all. Like I purposely went to school out of state so I could be so far away from the reminder of my family's brokenness and devastation. And so there really wasn't an opportunity for reconciliation because I graduated high school, went to college, and I was in my own little world. I was in Pennsylvania. I was seven hours away. I was living my best life on campus, and I just had so many distractions. So my relationship with my mom was ice cold for many years. There were times where we would talk on the phone and people around me would think that I I was like on a business call with someone or like a telemarketer because it was so formal. There was no warmth at all. And I think eventually I grew to be really upset with my mom, which I think is another thing that I don't think many people admit out loud or that it's like you're not allowed to say that you're upset with your parent. And certainly you're not allowed to say that you're upset with your mom. And I was upset for what I thought our brokenness, our broken relationship would mean for my life in the future. I was upset that there might not be, that she might not be there for the big milestones um, as a woman in my life. Um, Would she be there for my college graduation? Would she be there to help me pick out a wedding dress one day or to see me get married? Would she be there in the delivery room when I one day gave her a grandchild, hopefully, Lord willing? Um, Would she be there to give me advice on how to raise my kids one day? Would she be the fun grandmother with my kids that they would be obsessed with? For me, the idea of not one day having those things really hurt my feelings and ultimately made me angry because it felt like there was nothing that I could do to change that. And I think anyone that's listening with a strained relationship with their mom can understand this. Like, I felt like this was such an isolating feeling because so many people didn't understand it. Like, I had friends, like every girl in high school gets into a fight with her mom, right? It could be the smallest little thing or argument or disagreement. And so I had friends that would get into these disagreements and, but it wasn't the same. Like for them, it was just one argument and then they'd move past it. But for me, that wasn't the case. It wasn't just one disagreement and then we move forward that we would inevitably make up. It was like, no, this is like, we don't talk. And so I felt it was really hard to try to talk to 
my friends about it because I'm like, oh yeah, me and my mom fight all the time. I'd be like, no, but this is like different. So if you're in that space, just know like you're not alone and I feel you. I feel, I know how isolating that feeling can be. And so for me, when I moved to Indiana in 2018, I knew that I needed to do some healing for my parents' divorce in general. I knew it was a wound that was still bleeding and it was bleeding in all kinds of areas of my life. So I finally went down that journey. I started um, to go to therapy and it was ultimately one of the best choices I've ever made in my 20s. Um, But it was interesting. So the first day of therapy, I remember my therapist had me fill out a questionnaire and there was a section on trauma. And the question was, have you ever experienced any of the below trauma? Please check all that apply. And the options were physical, sexual, and domestic. And none of those boxes were checkable for me. So when we got into the session and my therapist was looking over my sheet, she got to the trauma section and was like, hmm, so you didn't have any trauma in your life? And I was like, "Mm, actually, I think my parents' divorce was emotional trauma and emotionally traumatic for me. um, And it took me 25 years at the time to realize it. But anyway, so we started to unpack my parents' relationship and the the end of their relationship and its effect on me. And then we got into my relationship with my mom. And I remember telling her, my therapist, with such conviction about why I felt like my mother and I didn't have a relationship and the ways that I was hurt and upset and the ways in which I felt justified in the reasons why we didn't have a relationship. And to be honest, I fully expected my therapist's response to be, I 100% see your point and I agree with your decision not to continue a relationship with your mother. But to my surprise, and at the time my annoyance, (laughs) that was not my therapist's response. That was not what she said at all. Instead, she asked me, how do you think your mother felt during the divorce? What are some things that your mom lost in the divorce? And maybe what is some pain that she went through with the breaking up of her family? And I low-key was looking at her like, um, ma'am, I am here to talk to you about my feelings about the divorce, not my mom's, okay? (laughs) But in all seriousness, her question to me helped me realize that I had not been fully considering anyone else's feelings but my own in all of this. And now that didn't negate my feelings and it didn't negate my hurt. and, And my therapist wasn't trying to negate my hurt, but What she did by asking me those questions was allow me to have empathy for what my mom may have been feeling and the hurt that she may have been potentially carrying from, you know, the loss of her marriage and her, the brokenness of her family. And I really felt like God used that moment to plant a seed in my heart, um, a seed of empathy. Another exercise that I did in therapy was around my expectations, managing my expectations of my relationship with my mom. Um, Like I mentioned in the grieving unmet unmet expectations episode a few weeks ago, I think a lot of times we don't even realize the expectations that we put on someone or a situation and that someone could be a parent, a partner, a friend, a coworker, a boss, etc. But when we go into situations with expectations and we haven't communicated those expectations, we are definitely bound to get let down. And so I had to realize that some of the expectations that I was putting on my mom may or may not have been fair to her. And it's not that my expectations were wrong because they weren't, but it was and this was this is was a sobering reality, but 
my expectations were not her responsibility to fill. And I had to come to terms with that. Like, were there areas that I'm like, oh, I wish this was like that, or I wish this was like that, or that was like this? It was like, well, those are your expectations, and it does not make them wrong. But you are placing an expectation on a situation that you have not communicated, and now your feelings are hurt, and you are holding this person accountable to not meeting the expectation when you never communicated what that expectation was. And so that for me was an eye opening moment of like, wow, wow, these are unfair expectations that I have placed. I also realized that I needed to communicate my boundaries. So a lot of times when my mom and I would talk about the topic of divorce and like that, anything around the divorce, when that would come up, I would be so triggered. And usually I would end the conversation abruptly and that would be that. Like I just could not engage in that conversation with my mom. The feelings were still fresh. Um, Even though it had been many years later, the wound was still open and I just could not engage in that. And so I realized in order for my mother and I to actually have a relationship moving forward, I would have to communicate with her some of my boundaries. And that included that talking about the divorce was a no-go for me. And In communicating your boundaries, the other party absolutely has the opportunity to respect and hear you and and respect those boundaries, but not all parties are capable of doing that. And so I knew that with me expressing my my boundaries, um, you know, my mom very, she very well could respect those boundaries or not. Um, So just because you set a boundary doesn't mean a person will respect it. And then you have to make a decision like, okay, can this person still be in my life if they can't respect my boundary? But I think the exercise of understanding what triggered me in in our relationship was important for me to communicate to her because now I have done the job of saying, hey, these are the things that for me, I am not willing to engage in or the conversation that I'm not willing to have. And it's up to that person to choose how they respond to that. And then you choose how you respond to that. Like if they cannot respect your boundary, then you make a decision on whether or not you can allow a relationship that pushes that boundary to continue to exist. But anyway, so after praying on it for some time and really working through my own stuff in therapy, my therapist reminded me that you only get one mother. And I used to hate when people would say that to me when they would, you know, find out that my mother and I didn't have a relationship. They're like, Brianna, you only get one mom. Like, I used to hate that pushback. But the way that my therapist presented it was you absolutely get to decide how you want your parent to be in your life, uh, how you how you want to allow them access into your life. So she shared that if you, and she asked me this question, she was like, you know, if your mother, God forbid, passed away today, would you have any regrets about the way that your relationship looked or the way that it ended? And as much as my pride and my hurt in that moment wanted to be like, it is what it is, that wasn't the case. Um, I did not feel that. And for me, I, and my therapist had shared with me, she's like, you know, she had a similar situation with her father where there was some emotional hurt there and strain on that relationship. And she never mended it. She never repaired it. 
and her father passed away. And so I was grateful that she challenged me in that moment to say, Brianna, you absolutely get to choose, but would you feel no regrets or would you feel any regrets if something were to have happened and this is how it would have ended? And for me, again, I feel like the Lord used that therapy to help me to heal and help me to realize, are there areas where I need to release some of my expectations, understand my triggers and communicate them and see if there's something salvageable here. And ultimately that was the case. Now I know that mommy pain is real. I know that mommy issues and mommy wounds aren't easy especially like I said living in such a matriarchal society where you know someone might not question you not having a relationship with your dad but if you don't have a relationship with your mom it's like what I know it's not easy and I know it's not something to just pretend like it's easy to fix it's not my mother and I really did not have a relationship for about 10 years and if you would have told me a year ago that I would talk to my mother multiple times a week now I would not have believed you, like not one bit, because that's how bad things used to be. And honestly, I can only attribute this new stage, this new phase, this turning over of a new leaf of our relationship to God and him moving in both of us and both of our hearts over time. Because when we started to communicate again, because the Lord had ultimately softened my heart Um, after therapy and after some of those sessions, I decided to reach out to my mom and I reached out to her with this new perspective. And to to my surprise, God had completely done a work in both of our hearts. And it felt like we were meeting each other as two new, more healed individuals. Um, She was able to respect my boundaries and I was able to communicate with her in a much more calm way, um, much more patient and from a place of empathy because I was considering not only my own hurt in this situation, but all the things that she may have been bringing to the table as well. And so I wanted to give some advice to anyone that has a tattered relationship with their mother. Number one, I would say go to therapy. I fully understand that sometimes with a parent and child relationship, there is um, physical abuse, emotional abuse, whether that's with the mother or father. And I think a therapist can be really helpful in unpacking some of those experiences and trauma and helping you figure out where to go from there and whether or not the relationship is salvageable. I think sometimes with certain kinds of abuse or even mental illnesses like narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality disorder, those relationships might not be salvageable. And I know the realization of that might be incredibly painful because when you go through mommy issues, parent issues in general, you're not just grieving maybe any of the hurt that might have been present there, but you're also grieving the fact that all of the stereotypical or the things the societal norms around this parent might not happen. If you don't have a relationship with your father, that means maybe one day he'll never walk you down the aisle. If you don't have a relationship with your mother, maybe that means she won't be there in the delivery room when you give birth to your child. Like You're not just grieving the actual relationship. You're also grieving all of the future things that won't happen or that you think won't happen. And so I think that therapy can really help you 
um, a good therapist can help you unpack those things. And in my situation, a therapist can also challenge you maybe on some of the things that may be salvageable with a relationship with your parent um, if there is something there that is salvageable. So number one, I definitely recommend talking through it with a healthcare professional um, because you will be surprised the way that those wounds bleed into other places in your life. Super surprised. Number two, I would say to truly release those expectations. Write out a list of all the things that you wish that your parent was. Maybe you wish that they called you to check on you instead of when they call you just emotionally dumping on all the things that they're going through and never asking you how you're doing. Maybe you wish they were more thoughtful or that they had met more of your emotional needs when you were a child and were maybe more verbally expressive about their love for you. Write all those things down. Grieve it. Cry it if you cry about it if you need to. And then rip up those expectations. Come to terms with the fact that we don't get to pick our parents And our parents may never meet that expectation that you have for them. And to be honest, it's not their job to as harsh as it sounds. But the sooner you you let go of those expectations, the more you will be able to allow the relationship to organically grow in whatever way that parent is able to show up, even if it's not the way that you wanted them to. Once you take off the constraints that you have around, this is the way that this relationship has to look, you may be surprised with how it blooms. Number three, set boundaries. If there is something about your relationship that can be contri- that can be triggering for you, communicate that. Every good relationship should have boundaries. So don't be afraid to say, hey, when you constantly interject your unsolicited opinion, it makes me feel like you don't trust my judgment to make my own decisions and it doesn't feel good. So while I I respect and appreciate your opinion, I would love for the freedom to make my own decisions, whether you 100% agree with them or not. Of course, say it with love, but still say it. Understand that you may need to reinforce the boundary multiple times before they understand it, but stand your ground. And especially with, and I'm specifically speaking about adult parent relationships. When you're an adult and you have a relationship, if you were under 18, listen, um, (laughs) you're just going to have to grin and bear it for the time being. But adult relationships specifically, like make sure that you are communicating your boundaries with your parent. And then number four, always move and operate with the spirit of love. Christ calls us to love him first, then to love others and love them well. And that includes our parents. And sometimes that means loving them from afar, depending on the relationship and their willingness to compromise, because it definitely has to be both parties, not just one willing to put in work. Um, But I am super grateful for the ways that God has worked on my relationship with my mom. And it's not It actually is one of my favorite testimonies in my life thus far because it wasn't an easy road. There were a lot of tears on this road, a lot of pride, a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of being annoyed on Mother's Day. But I am so grateful that this year is different. And so if you're currently in a strained relationship with your mom, I just want to say a quick prayer for you. Father God, I thank you for being the perfect parent. I pray right now for my sisters with broken relationships with their mom. I pray that you would comfort them in the pain and hurt that they may be feeling, especially during this Mother's Day week. I pray that you would protect their hearts as they're scrolling and seeing mother-daughter relationships that appear to be what they wish they had with their mothers. I pray that you meet them in the, the grieving of their unmet expectations of their relationship with their mom. 
I pray that you heal any hurt that might still exist. And I pray that you would remind them that they are there, that you are there for them in moments when they need comfort. I pray in advance for seeds of reconciliation where possible. I pray for healthy mother-daughter relationships, and I pray for breaking generational curses of unhealthy relationships. I pray that it will start with them. Thank you for all the ways that you remind us that we are loved and that we are cared about by you, our perfect parent. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Oh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope... Um, this episode was helpful for any of you guys that may have a broken relationship with your mom. Um, happy belated Mother's Day if you were mama listening to this. I hope um, that you had a wonderful day. I hope for those of you listening to this with mommy issues, um, I hope you know that there's hope. Um, and I would also like to encourage you to Google and read up about mommy issues. There's a lot of great articles and tools from healthcare professionals that are incredibly helpful as you begin to unpack some of these things. It won't be easy, um, but it will be, you will be a better person um, once you heal from some of the ways that you may still be hurt. So I love you guys. Um, hope, like I said, really hope that this episode was helpful. It took me so much to record it. I'm just so grateful that it's done. Um, please don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast so people can find it. And as always, please find a way to shine bright on purpose this week. Bye, guys.